You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Good morning, everyone, and happy weekend. It is Saturday, July 9th, 2022, and today I'm coming at you guys with a weekend video, and we are going to be discussing my USFL wish list for 2023 and onward, because there's a few things that, when I was making this list, you know, based off of things that we've heard and just kind of assumptions, I don't really necessarily think we'll be able to hit all of these things in the next year, but after seeing how successful the first year of the USFL was, I do firmly believe that this is going to be around for at least the next handful of years at worst. So I would like to see a few things change through the league and as we go through the next few years of this new league. So make sure you comment down below. Let me know some things that if I don't mention that you would like to see the USFL adapt or adopt or maybe just kind of, you know, innovate on their own because as as it was clear through this first season, there was definitely some innovative thoughts here and there that they put on display for us to all see. It was really exciting stuff to watch and I would definitely love to just continue to see the league improve and flourish as time goes on. So comment down below. Let me know what you guys are excited to see or maybe looking forward to seeing or what you'd want to see. And make sure you hit that like button and subscribe button. So I have four things listed out here in specific that I would like to see the USFL kind of alter or change or even improve upon what they've already introduced to us so far. And the first point I'm going to make is a little bit of a nitpicky one. But for me, the way I see it is if you're trying to display a product that is, you know, going to be airing during primetime television for the foreseeable future during the spring, and you want to really legitimize just what it is that you're putting out there for people to view, when we see some of the drone footage that they have out there, I'm going to say this. I love the drone cams. I think they're awesome. The kickoff ones, getting to kind of see from like a player's like sky eye point of view, all of that stuff is phenomenal. It, you get to see the game in a way that you've never really seen it before. But my biggest complaint about it all is how lazily executed it was. The cameras they were using were not even close to the standard that I would have expected a company like Fox to be putting out for us to see. Now, before anyone starts to, you know, get in a tizzy and whatnot... I don't really necessarily know, uh, you know, the 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 nitty gritty of maybe wireless webcamming and stuff like that goes, but I know for a fact because I'll tell you guys right now, the webcam that I use to do this for you guys, while it is hardwired, and I'm assuming that the drone cam footage is not hardwired, I'm assuming it's wireless. I don't know if maybe that affects anything, but the camera that I use for you guys is probably like uh, if I could. Honestly, the camera is about the length of my microphone here, and it is a 4K webcam. It's 30 FPS and not 60, so it's not necessarily like the most buttery smooth picture quality, but it still records in 4K, and again, it's literally like this big. There are 4K quality and even some like 8K quality webcams out there, or even just cameras of small enough size that you could be attaching to these drones that I think would make for a much better overall quality looking product than what we were seeing from this year. Like I said, I love it. It is like a nitpicky thing. You could get away with continuing to do it going forward, but I feel like if you're going to be doing camera angles like that and you want to really innovate, 
come back next year, slap some 4K cameras on those things. You, you, you guys have the money. You are Fox. You have the money. A major television network. You're not going to tell me, and I understand, you know, this was the first season. Maybe let's see how things do before we start to really invest money. But at this point, considering the USFL in, in viewership was on par with the majority of the other regular programming that goes on during the springtime, you see that and you think, all right, so what can we do to make this even just like look slightly better or improve the product in simple ways? Get some better cameras, slap them on those drones, and let's see what things could look like in crystal clear quality that looks, even if it's not exactly on par with like the 4K quality cameras that they were using for actual television broadcast, but even just like, just so it just looks, it just doesn't look like somebody's recording it in their backyard, I guess you could say nitpicky thing but again a small thing that i think would go a long way in improving what was an awesome innovation that they brought to the game of football now the second thing that i have here and this was actually addressed already and so i'm and it's not confirmed but it sounds like it's going to be the case and i'm very happy to hear that so um so again it was somewhat announced already but i would love to see the rosters get expanded i don't think that anyone would really argue with the fact that there were some points during the season where working with only, if, I think it was like 47 or 46 man rosters before they were allowed to add up to 50. It was kind of hurting the product a little bit. You had too many people going down and you were like pulling from other position groups to try and fill roster needs. And that just ended up into into ugly football or just not clean football per se. Like when we're talking like semi-pro or just like the pros that lead to the NFL type deal, you don't want to see guys that have to be playing. And, and I'm not saying you don't want to, but it's fun every now and again when you see like a guy or two that plays both sides of the ball or multiple positions, whatever it may be. But you don't want to be seeing, you know, three, four, five, six guys playing multiple sides of the football because there isn't enough roster depth. It's one thing if you're doing it because, you know, this guy is clearly very skilled at what he's doing on both sides of the football as opposed to, okay, this guy's a wide receiver, but he played DB in college a few years ago. Maybe he can handle playing DB right now for us in this game because we just lost two guys and we came into this game with 43 people on our roster already because we're missing two guys from injury. I would like to see them get expanded. And it sounds like from what Kip, Skip Holt said on the Patrick Netherton Show podcast that that is the plan, that the league is looking to expand from 50 to 75 players. This is like if anything out of my list here gets done for next season, this has got to be the first one because just having more players to pull from is going to allow for more quality, just looks and depth on the field. Again, we're not going to be having wide receivers playing corner or corner playing receiver and running backs going to linebacker, things like that. Like I said, it's fun to see it every now and again with like one guy here and there because they're that damn good. But it's another thing when we're doing it because these rosters are th so thin and people are gassing out and defensive plays getting ugly because of injuries here and there. And you, you know, you're down to your final guy after one injury, you know, you're supposed to have like two or three guys go down where things get thin not your first guy goes down we lost a guy a couple weeks ago too and now here we are starting wide receivers at corner again it's a, it's a this is one of the most important things i would say and it sounds like they're heading in that direction i really hope it gets done and it gets revised for next season 75 man rosters even if they're not bringing 75 to actual game day 
It'll probably be something more akin to what the NFL does where, you know, you have like a 53-man active roster, practice squad players, and then I believe they only allow 46 people to suit up in the NFL. That's never made sense to me. If you have a roster of 53 guys, just let all 53 guys go to the game. I never understood the whole 46-man team suits up, and then you have the other, what is it, like seven or eight healthy scratches or just scratches from the game. Never understood that rule. If someone's an old football head and has a good reasoning for that, please let me know in the comments. The third thing that I have on here, and there's some signs pointing to maybe this is a potential thing that is going to come to fruition sooner rather than later, and I, by sooner I mean maybe even next year, and I'll explain it in a second here, is we need to ditch the hub format as soon as possible. The reason I say this mainly is because the XFL is coming in hot next year, and I believe from what it sounds good, it looks like the XFL is not going to be adopting a hub model. It sounds like they're going all in and their teams are going to be playing at their home fields and it's it's going to come right out of the gates like that. It does not seem like the XFL is heading towards a hub format. So one, you have another spring football league who is going to be just you know thriving over the fact that they're going to be having their home teams play at their home fields. It's going to bring a deeper connection to those football teams. So if you're the USFL and you want to truly compete, you got to get the hell out of the hub thing. Now, it's already been stated by Fox Sports CEO and executive producer Eric Stokes, who spoke with John, I believe it's Orand of Sports Business Journal, that the league is already looking at potentially two hubs or even four for the eight teams. And apparently the league is already kind of speaking with those cities directly to try to hash something out for how many games are going to be played at each of those stadiums. That came out about a couple of weeks ago. Since then, Skip Holtz, also mentioned on the Patrick Netherton show, these names are kind of tripping me up here, so if I sound funny, I'm sorry, that um, that OTAs are going to be held this fall at the home team's location. So that means like the Pittsburgh Maulers are doing OTAs in Pittsburgh, and then, you know, everyone else, Michigan Panthers, they'll be up in Michigan, the Tampa Bay Bandits, they'll be down in Tampa Bay. Uh, if that's the case, and they're doing OTAs in teams' home cities... If it's just to, to kind of get the fans more involved and to help fans feel more a part of these teams, that makes sense. But if they're also maybe, maybe that's a hint towards maybe, you know, they realize with the XFL looming and how serious the partnership was with the NFL and everything coming out, maybe they're going to try to really, and, and also you double down on the thought of, again, how successful this all was and you were playing in one hub location. Imagine the viewership for the USFL and how much it would take off if people felt more inclined to watch these games because they're able to go see them in person, establish a fan to, you know, team connection. And, you know, suddenly you have, okay, maybe a hundred thousand people in the Houston market watching the Houston gamblers, as opposed to like, okay, maybe we're getting to like, you know, 200, 300, 400,000 people that are watching because some people have gone to games. They're playing in the city. The city can do stuff regarding the teams themselves. And it starts to feel more of that, you know, that fan to team connection starts to grow I think it's imperative that they get out of the hub setup as quickly as possible. And even if it's not something they can do in year two, which I don't really see why not. Because again, judging by how successful this was just in TV viewership alone, they should be more than willing to spend those few extra dollars to get those USFL teams in their home stadiums, playing in their home fields as soon as next year for the sake of their product and for the sake of potential competition that they're going to be dealing with next year. If the XFL has no hub system whatsoever and the USFL is running a hub system, listen, I love what the USFL is doing, but 
that is a disappointment for me as a USFL fan. And I'm not, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I don't want to see the XFL fail. I don't want to see the USFL fail. I'm all for spring football altogether. And I'm going to cover the XFL just like I did the USFL. And if you're a USFL fan and you don't like hearing that, I'm sorry. But uh, more football is good football to me. I'm all for it. I'm going to watch the XFL just as much as USFL. If there's competing games, I'm going to have my eyes on several sets of TVs at the same time, I guess. But I would really like to see the USFL get out of this hub thing as quickly as possible. And if we get surprised with next year, no hub, fantastic. If it takes another year, then so be it. But I'm hoping by year three at the latest, hub model is gone. And we are done talking about playing in just one or two of the eight possible locations or maybe four at best is what they said a couple of weeks ago. But if they're holding OTAs in home cities, that's a good sign. That's a, that's a clear indication that you know, the USFL understands we need to get into these, you know, into these home teams areas and we need to become a part of the, you know, of the neighborhoods, of the cities, you know, of the culture, of the area. Like we need to ingrain ourselves there. And what better way to do that than to be playing games in their home stadiums next season? You don't need to go balls to the wall and rent out NFL size stadiums. Look for smaller sized fields, ones that ones that can be a little bit more manageable, that'll be more cost effective for you that don't have things going on in the spring that could maybe use the revenue of games during the spring to help increase you know, their, you know, their profit margins and things like that. It is a business at the end of the day. Everyone wants to make money. I'm assuming some of these fields want to do that as well. If they don't have stuff going on in the time slots you're looking for. Now, the last thing on my wish list here, and while this is definitely not going to happen next year, I hope that within the next, like, if it's, if we're talking game plan here within the next, like three to five seasons, and I'm hoping sooner to three than five at the latest, I would like to see this league expand to at minimum 12 to maybe even 14 teams. And the reason for that is because while I loved the playoffs, it was fun seeing them in Canton. And I honestly kind of like the Canton playoff format because it's neutral stadium and clearly the USFL could draw. The Canton was looking packed that championship game, but I would love to see them get to like a 12 to 14 format so you can have six teams in the playoff as opposed to just the four. I felt like the playoffs were kind of over and done with rather quickly. And I would like to see like another week where, you know, you have three teams from the North, three teams from the South, and you know, the number one seed gets the bye week. And then from there, you know, the, you know, the second and third place teams play, then they go and they duke it out with the number one seed the following week. And then we get a championship after that. Cause then we're looking at three weeks of playoff football. It gets expanded a little bit more. And if they're running, Running the same time frame, your championship game, while it was kind of cool happening on 4th of July weekend, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, considering it's the United States Football League with the name and everything like that, it, it was it fitting? Yeah. But you probably don't want your championship game falling on a potential weekend of, you know, the 4th of July again. I don't know what it's going to be on next year, but... It kind of just, you know, you just kind of avoid that altogether, whether, you know, they, they, even if it just matters pushing the season a week back later next year or whatever, but I would love to see them expand the league. We get some more teams in here, honestly. And like I mentioned before, I love the playoffs in Canton. Keep that for now. If you don't want to, that was, that was one of the more unique things where you're getting a neutral game site for all the playoff games and all the playoffs were located in the same place. That's a great way to build just like overall league interest in league fandom because you're tr- you, you know you're attracting people to go in for a weekend to see all the games in one location like that's an awesome way to get people invested and I feel like Canton Ohio with the way they did it this year I mean they did such a great job hosting the event 
at this point, like it would almost feel not the same if you didn't do it again next year or the year after that. I almost feel like this whole idea of playing the playoffs in Canton is, I mean, it's a football field. It's just sitting there all year long. How many games get played in Canton a year anyways? The NFL is only there once a year for the preseason. I mean, you're hosting your league's playoffs and championship there in Canton, Ohio, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, come on. You can't spell a more like uh, like a more like beautiful story, I guess you could say. I would love to see that. And honestly, I don't really want to see it go. I'm, I I kind of like the idea of a neutral place of play for all the playoff games. It just it makes it fun. If you, each game feels more like a Super Bowl than it does an actual playoff game. Now, if I was to pick a few places, because I do have some places in mind, I wasn't just going to say expand the league and not elaborate on where I would like to see the league expand to. I do have a few places in mind here. Firstly, Orlando, Florida. I feel like that is a place that is always brought up when it comes to football. And I was pretty shocked to see that Orlando did not get a team. And it sounded like a lot of people were pretty upset they didn't get a team. Go into Orlando, invade that market. Florida can have more than one team. You can survive with Tampa Bay and Orlando being in-state rivals. I think that would be a real fun thing in the South Division, you know, champions of Florida type deal. I would love to see something like that. I think Florida can support two teams. There's a lot of money out there. Boston. Now, obviously, the New England Patriots, nobody's going to replace them, but I am also kind of partial to this. I live in Massachusetts. I would love to see a team in Boston. I think that would be really fun. You know, Gillette is here, obviously. If you don't want to hold the games in Gillette, there are some smaller stadiums that you can go to as well around the area in Massachusetts or within the Boston area as well. There's tons of colleges over there if you don't want to be going after renting out Gillette for space. But I would love to see a Boston team be brought in for the USFL. One, for my own selfish desires, but two, because I just think that Boston is a football town and it would do really well. We have tons of sports teams here. I think we can fit in another one as well, especially if it's a spring football league. This is a football town. I, I could firmly see this, or I firmly believe in, in the possibility of a successful team for the spring here in Boston. I would love to see something like that. I think Portland, Oregon would be another good place. Oregon in itself does not have a like professional football team at all. They do have like the Oregon Ducks and things like that, Oregon State and a few other colleges as well. But I think that a, like a, a semi-pro to pro professional, I don't know if you would consider USFL semi-pro. I don't know if anyone, let me know what you guys think about that. I don't know if you consider it semi-pro or not. I mean, people are are trying to use USFL to leap to the NFL. So is it semi-pro? Is it professional still? I would consider it still professional, but I don't know. The step right below the NFL, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would like to see something in Portland, Oregon. I think that's a place that could use a good football team. And, you know, they do have some college teams there and diehard football fans. It seems like a football type of area would make a lot of sense there. And when I was looking up like areas that need professional teams, Portland, Oregon kept coming up. And I thought that wouldn't be a bad spot over there on the West Coast and the Northwest there. Salt Lake City, Utah. This is a massive place that I think could definitely use a football team here. Um, you know, somewhere out in it's the Midwest type of area. And th- when you start getting into that whole area over there, not a ton of football teams. And I think that there is just a good opportunity for them to capitalize on the area itself. I mean, when you think of Utah, you don't really think of football too, too much. I know there's like some college teams there, but I feel like Utah would be a good market to capitalize on, especially in the Salt Lake City area as well, being such a big metropolis over there. Norfolk, Virginia is another place I have in mind. This was one that came up because obviously Virginia does not have a professional football team. They have Virginia Tech, they have Virginia State and all the other schools that are around the area there. But I feel like Virginia is another place that you could really capitalize. I know that they don't have a professional team. They kind of, you know, Baltimore is kind of like their 
They're a team that some people root for from there. I know some people maybe root for the Commanders as well. I feel like there's more Baltimore Ravens fans or not. Or maybe like if you're Southern Virginia, you have like Carolina Panthers fans. That's a really good market that I think is a good place to target and go after. Because again, no professional teams to really root for there. And then Louisville, Kentucky, a place that has had two NFL teams prior and has lost them both times. They have the Louisville Cardinals, obviously, but I would love to see a team go in that area as well. Kentucky being in in another one of those Midwestern areas, that would be an awesome place to see another football team as well. So just a few places I had in mind, and I would love to hear what you guys think about potential suitors, cities that you would want to see a football team go to. But Louisville having having a reputation of being a football place, it's had football teams before. Again, Virginia does not have a team. Utah, you don't really think football too much there, but there is a market for it there and a good place to insert yourself into. And again, Boston, let's get us a team. I want a team to be able to go and watch myself in person during the spring within the next few years. Please, USFL, for my own selfishness, send a team over our way. I will be the first person to buy a season ticket. But... That is it. Those are my basically four things on the wish list that I put together for you guys. I really hope that a lot of these get done and handled and changed within the next, like, I want to say like two or three years of the league. I feel like the faster you can make adjustments to the league with some of these things here, the better off you will be in the future. And again, that first one that I started with, that camera innovation that they've done, I love the angles. Just get some nicer cameras, invest the money. I know it's a little expensive, but you only have to buy them once. And then from then on, they're there. They don't go anywhere. They don't degrade. It's just a camera. Invest to make the product look nicer. We see the game in a way that we've never seen it before, thanks to the USFL. Let's make it look pretty for our eyes on those nice 4K televisions. It's 2023, not 2001. We don't need to be looking at potatoes and watching from what looks like a, a, a Razer flip phone camera. No, thank you. I want to see some good quality pictures on my television. But that's it for me. I appreciate you guys for watching. Again, let me know some wish list items, some things you want to see in the comment section down below. I'd love to hear it. I appreciate you guys for watching. Have a good weekend. I will see you guys Monday with another video. Have a good one.